Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Right now, though, let's just get very serious for a minute because I want to know, right, there's been a lot of talk about the ICJ, the ICC, South Africa's launching another application um, to take South Africa, uh, to take Israel to the ICJ about Rafa. Um, there's also the hostages, the families of the hostages who were kidnapped by Hamas and haven't been returned. They have lo- launched an application in the ICC. I want to understand more about this, just so that it makes sense in my own brain. So, as you know, we like to speak to very, very smart people here on The Morning Mayhem and on HiFM. So joining me right now is Shimon Shapiro. He's a partner at S. Shapiro Attorneys. Good morning, Shimon. How are you? Morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. And you? Good, thank you. Can you hear me? Perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Right. All right, so um, the ICJ and the ICC, why don't legal experts hold them in the same regard? So, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Um, I, the ICJ and the ICC are two very, very different courts. As we saw a couple of weeks ago, when in the... Uh, South Africa versus Israel ICJ matter. The ICJ deals solely with member states and their alleged violations of treaties that they have signed and ratified. It does not deal with individual violations. The ICC, on the other hand, the International Criminal Court, is completely different that is focused solely on individual criminal responsibility in either an international conflict or a domestic conflict now the ICC was set up about 50 years after the ICJ the ICJ was set up uh, almost immediately after the Second World War and um, that was the structure that was um, that was able to be agreed upon at the time, but obviously we've had fifty years since then, and we've seen the various um, areas in which the uh, the court is lacking. So the ICC was specifically set up in a completely different way. The um, the problem with the ICJ is that. It is not independent of the UN. So you've effectively got um, dictatorships very often who are judging democratic countries. And many of these countries, um, unfortunately, have no separation of powers. There's no difference between the executive and the judiciary. And as we've seen in in that uh, essay versus Israel um, court case. Some of the judges there um, were from countries where which cannot be considered in any uh, shape or form democratic countries or countries which have a strong regard for the rule of law. Um, I mean, the World Justice Project Rule of Law 2023 Index, which was a global survey of the independence and fairness of 142 countries' judiciaries, showed 
that in their survey, China ranked 97th out of 142 countries. The Russian Federation ranked 113th. And Lebanon, whose judge has now just recently become the judge president, Judge Salam, took over from Judge Donahue, who I'm sure we all remember from the hearing. Um, his country, Lebanon, uh, is 107th out of 142 surveyed countries. So wow. these are not that cannot possibly be a fair hearing when you effectively have judges who either explicitly or implicitly are uh, following their political leaders pronouncements on any political issue it, it's almost uh, I, I actually I've, I've been looking at some of the jurisprudence in the last uh, 20 30 years and I haven't seen a single case where, for example, Russia and China have um, voted against anything uh, which would harm their political interests. As we saw most recently in the Ukraine versus Russia case, where um, every single judge on that court voted in favor of a ceasefire in the Ukraine war, apart from Russia and Chinese judges. So. They're not, it's just not a independent court and it's not a fair court. Um, and that's why the ICC is seen as a far more credible institution. It is completely and utterly independent from the United Nations. It's uh, both on uh, de facto and uh, illegally. And it has some of the top lawyers and judges in the world and what's very very important is that the the judges who are appointed there are appointed there on merit not just to give uh, you know every single country a turn which is with all due respect a bit of a uh, crude may, maybe some would even say childish uh, approach uh, when coming to such uh, um, issues. Interesting. Um, Sharon, I just want to ask you, in your, so you, so let me just let our listeners know that Shimron Shapiro actually wrote this article for the Mail and Guardian yesterday. It was yesterday, right? Um, so what's so interesting is, uh, well, it was on the 15th of February. So that was yesterday. And it is, this is why legal experts do not hold the ICJ in the same regard as the ICC. An excellent, excellent article. Uh, Shima, I just want to ask you, this image on the, your article, did you choose that or did that come from the Mail and Guardian? Definitely not. That was from the Mail and Guardian. Okay. So it's very interesting. I mean, you're, I mean I've got your article open here and just looking at it, it says the sign so it's a picture of this signboard that says International Criminal Court um, it says Cor Penale Internationale and behind it are a whole lot of people who are protesting and they're waving Palestinian flags and the subtext says the signboard of the International Criminal Court RCC is seen as people carrying Palestinian flags and banners gather in front of the RCC calling for an investigation for attacks on Gaza on October the 18th, 2023 in The Hague, in the Netherlands. The photo was by Abdullah Asiran via Getty Images, right? And I thought, 
the 18th of October, Israel hadn't gone into Gaza by then. Israel only went into Gaza um, on the 27th, on the night of the 27th of October, 2023. So this is nine days before they were already protesting outside the ICC about Israel's reactions to the 7th of October. Does that make sense to you, Shimron? So this is not um, the first time that the Palestinian um, political groupings have tried to take the matter to the ICC. Yeah. In, in terms of the Oslo Accords, um, the Palestinians relinquished all criminal liability of the IDF in local Israeli courts. So the only court that they can take it to are international courts. So now they've been trying for the last 15 years, if I were to estimate, um, trying to bring the matter to uh, the International Criminal Court. The first uh, chief prosecutor said that um, because the Palestinian people were not a state, they they couldn't the court couldn't have jurisdiction. Yes. Thereafter, in about 2015, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the um, the pretrial chamber found that although the Palestinian people are not a state, they, from the point of international criminal law, they can be regarded as a protected grouping whether it's an international conflict or a domestic conflict that's that's still to be decided but so they've been trying this for about for a while they um and obviously uh, it's been in stages the once that was decided they brought uh, charges against israel to the previous uh, prosecutor the gambian chief prosecutor ben suda and she investigated it. Thus far, she didn't find any um, war crimes, crimes against humanity or genocide. And her term ended, I think it was a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. And the current prosecutor is Karim Khan. Yeah. And Karim Khan um, is a highly respected um Crown Prosecutor or Crown Barrister um, from the UK, and he uh, has. Sharon, I'm so sorry. Started. I'm going to have to ask you to just um, finish off because we need to get to news headlines. Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. This is go- we can have a further discussion at another time. But very quickly, so he said that uh, the Palestinians and the Israelis, uh, uh, this conflict definitely has jurisdiction and they're investigating and we'll see whether they decide to charge. I personally do not think that there's any evidence, certainly of genocide, um, but it remains to be seen how the court uh, finds. Thank you so much. That's Shimon Shapiro, partner at S. Shapiro Attorneys, discussing why legal experts don't hold the RCJ court the same way as the RCC court.